This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey there, welcome to the High School Hamster Wheel Podcast. I'm your host, Bessie Jewell, and I'd like to welcome you to a very special episode. I am beyond thrilled to tell you that this is my 100th episode of the High School Hamster Wheel Podcast. Even when I say that out loud, it's still hard to believe. I remember recording episode one like it was just yesterday. And coincidentally, today happens to be International Podcast Day. So there's even more reason to celebrate. Now let's get started. For those who may be listening for the first time, it was a little over two years ago that I made the decision to start this podcast. And by the end of October 2019, I published my first episode and it became a reality. It's been an amazing, rewarding, and sometimes exhausting journey. And despite some challenges along the way, I have loved every minute of it. This is typically an interview format podcast, which means I don't often fly solo. But I'm going to try it today and, and hope for the best. When I started this journey, I had no idea what was in store. I knew that my mission was to help parents of teens and young adults, but little did I know that I'd also be embarking on my own personal master's course in learning how to help young people as they explore and plan their future. As a parent of teens myself, this has been very personal for me. I've spent countless hours researching topics and talking with experts in the fields of education, business, psychology, leadership, paying for college, career planning, parenting, and more. My bookshelves are bursting at the seams with the latest bestsellers on blue-collar careers, college admissions, motivation, resilience, raising successful people, and understanding the teenage brain. I've had numerous conversations with parents of teens and young adults about the struggles their kids are facing and how to help them find their way to a fulfilled and successful career. The truth is that there is no one person or one source who has all the answers, but I've done my best to compile the wisdom, experience, and insights from those in the know, and I've cultivated that content into a weekly podcast to share with my listeners while growing my own personal knowledge bank. If you happen to catch this week's bonus episode, number 99, where I published my interview from the Success is Subjective podcast, then you heard my own personal story about my struggle to figure out what to do after high school. Fast forward to today, parenting two teenagers of my own, I've observed that while our world has changed significantly in many ways over the years, I'm disappointed to report that our education system hasn't evolved much at all. I'm witnessing firsthand that our high schools are not preparing our kids to make an informed and educated decision about what's next, which leaves them trying to keep up on the high school hamster wheel. Just about every time that I find myself in a conversation with parents of teens, I continue to hear over and over again 
that for the majority of schools, kids are left to figure out their post-high school plans on their own. The resounding message continues to be get good grades, raise your GPA, increase your test scores, and get into the, quote, best school possible. There's no real priority to help kids figure out who they are, what they're good at, what they enjoy, and what they want their life to be. Listening to their parents' ideas of what's best for them, what their peers are doing, or what society says is the right path, that's just all noise and distraction. It's funny, when I first thought about starting a podcast, I wanted to target teens, because what better way to help young people than to speak to them directly? But then I thought about it and realized teens aren't going to listen to my podcast. Heck, my own kids don't even listen to my show. So I decided to target the next best thing, parents of teens and young adults. Because as their parents, we are the single most influential people in our kids' lives. Sure, they often try to ignore us and wave us away when they don't want to hear what we have to say. But at the end of the day, we have more impact than we know. As much as I would love it if each one of you went back and listened to all 99 episodes, I do hope that you will at least listen to some that you may have missed. My goal from the very first episode has been to provide you with help, resources, and actionable steps to be able to guide your teen or young adult as they explore their career path. I still work hard to deliver that in each and every episode. I am not just a podcaster. I am a parent, which means that I'm going through this right along with you. Little did I know when I started this podcast that I would gain so much knowledge and insight from every single guest. It's been an unexpected bonus for me and that I can apply this personally in my own life and that has been invaluable as my family navigates the high school hamster wheel. Every child is different, even those that are raised in the same household, as I'm finding out, and there's no one-size-fits-all solution for every teen or young adult. As I cross the threshold of 100 episodes, I can't think of a better time to reflect back on my previous episodes and share some of the tips I've gained along the way. This isn't a complete list, That would take multiple episodes to share everything that I have learned. But I encourage you to go back through the list of all 100 episodes, search the topics, and listen to the conversations that are relevant to you where your child is right now. Save the rest for later. They will be here whenever you need them. One more important note. You'll notice that throughout this episode, I will be saying we and not you. This is not about telling you or anyone else how to parent your children. It's about what we, as a parent community, can accomplish collectively, because after all, it really does take a village, and we're all in this together. So without further ado, here are some of my top takeaways from the past 99 episodes. Takeaway number one, don't be an overparenter. Full disclosure, I am a recovering overparenter. This has been a huge challenge for me, ask my husband, but we need to back off and let our kids live their lives. Being the helicopter or snowplow or whatever you want to call it isn't doing anyone any good. In fact, we're doing our kids a disservice if we don't allow them to make their own choices and decide what's best for them. Overparenting is micromanaging. We need to allow our kids the freedom to make mistakes. If they don't fail, they don't learn. We won't completely abandon them, but we've got to give them room to figure out some stuff on their own. And if we don't allow them to figure it out, They're going to receive the message that we don't believe they're capable of solving their own problems. That chips away at their self-confidence. It's hard. I know it's hard. I'm living it every day right now. 
but we can do hard things. And the sooner we learn how to let go, the better, because it's just a matter of time before they leave the nest. And then it will be a whole lot harder. We need to start now to set healthy boundaries with our young adult children and begin the transition from the role of parent to partner. Takeaway number two, focus on their strengths. The self-improvement industry is a multi-million dollar business. There's a book, a coach, a course for anything you want to improve. Our schools focus the majority of time identifying deficits and how to improve grades and scores. We need to spend more time focusing on our kids' strengths and less on their weaknesses. Why not celebrate and encourage what they do well? Help them find a way to use their gifts while enjoying work that they love. Let them explore opportunities that allow them to shine. Providing them the ability to pursue their passions and interests while they're young will lead them closer to figuring out their future. Takeaway number three, failure to launch is a real thing and it's happening a lot. Supporting our kids as they transition from adolescence into adulthood is one of the most important gifts we can give them. Whether they're college bound, off to an amazing gap adventure, or moving out of the house into their first apartment, they need to be ready to begin their next chapter. There are lots of things we can do to ensure our kids are ready for the next step, but if they aren't quite ready to go, that's okay too. It's not a race. There's no finish line. Everyone grows, matures, and transitions at their own pace. The best thing we can do as parents is to help our kids prepare for their life outside the home and teach them the skills they need to, quote, adult, end quote, in the world. Adulting is a term that's been thrown around a lot lately, and it means different things to different people. It's not just as simple as teaching them to do their laundry or make a bank deposit. It's about ensuring they can survive and, more importantly, thrive on their own in the world. We need to stop doing things for our kids that they are fully capable of doing for themselves. They need to learn to take charge of their lives, engage with the world around them, advocate for themselves, and find their way in the world. And we'll be right back after a quick break. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Takeaway number four, there is nothing more important than our kids' mental health. Mental health issues are a growing problem, especially among teen and young adult age groups. Did you know that 30% of our nation has struggled with an anxiety disorder? I knew that anxiety was a common diagnosis, but I guess I never realized it affected about a third of our population. As someone who personally struggles with anxiety, I have a clear understanding of the impact it can have. Our teens need to know that their mental health and wellness are more important than anything else, more than grades, more than getting into college, more than being the star athlete, and more than any other thing they feel pressured to do. Our kids have become programmed to choose activities and extracurriculars because they look good on a college application. Whatever happened to the days when kids chose to spend their time on things they actually enjoyed? Our teens' achievements do not define who they are, And giving them the time and space to engage in hobbies and activities that bring them joy will certainly help boost their mood 
and relieve some of the constant stress they are experiencing. I've interviewed multiple experts on the topic of mental health, so please check out those episodes if you miss them. Takeaway number five, help your kids find a mentor in and out of high school. Life is all about connections. I'm what many people would call a connector. I love helping people connect with other people who have similar interests and or can help each other out. Helping your teen or young adult find a mentor will benefit them in so many ways. Try to find someone who works in a field of interest, someone who can guide them as they explore their career path, or another trusted adult with whom they can bounce off ideas. It's nice to have someone to talk to that isn't your parent. Takeaway number six, explore, explore, explore. From the time our kids are old enough to ask questions, they're ready to start exploring careers around them. It's not about choosing one career at a very young age and making a final decision. That just doesn't make any sense. It's about finding ways in our daily life to introduce kids to the jobs and careers that exist all around them, in the grocery store, at a local restaurant, at the shop on the corner. This will help them start to understand all of the tasks and responsibilities associated with certain careers. They will learn what they like and what they don't like, so when the time comes to get serious about career exploration, they already have a basic understanding. Early exposure leads to aha moments. Takeaway number seven, there is no such thing as lazy. If I had a nickel for every time I heard a parent say, my kid is so lazy, so many of our teens today feel overwhelmed, burned out, and exhausted. They aren't looking forward to their future because they're confused by information overload and they're caught up in analysis paralysis. Rather than try to sift through it all, they shut down and lose the motivation to figure it out. Over the past year or two, the uncertainty we've been living with has only compounded the problem. We can and should help our kids break it down into small bite-sized steps as they start to think about what will be next after high school. The more they get clarity on what the process will be, the more confidence they will have when they start exploring careers. Helping teens and young adults develop a growth mindset will also help them feel more confident as they expand their knowledge and step outside of their comfort zone. Takeaway number eight, a four-year college degree isn't for everyone. If you have listened to the podcast, you know my position on this. It's probably the most talked about topic on my show. Did you know that 40% of college students drop out of school each year? 40%. That's almost half of all students. That number is staggering, and the obvious question that comes to mind is why? Why are so many students leaving college without a degree? There are varying answers to this question, and if you visit the High School Hamster Wheel website and search the keyword college, you'll find plenty of episodes focused on this topic. So, what's the best way to avoid having your child drop out? The single best piece of advice I have learned is to work really hard to help them find the right fit. One of my favorite books is titled Where You Go Is Not Who You'll Be by Frank Bruni. If you haven't read this book, do yourself a favor and order it on Amazon right now. For the record, I get no kickback if you purchase this book. Our kids don't need to go to the best school, most expensive school, most well-known school, Ivy League school, etc. The best school is what is best for them. All of the awards and accolades and rankings don't mean a darned thing if your kid isn't happy and if you can't afford it. 
There are plenty of affordable colleges where your child will have a memorable experience while earning a valuable degree, and they won't come out with crippling debt when they're done. The goal is to get the best return on investment possible so post-graduation your child can find a job in the field that will pay their bills. And again, best is not necessarily the biggest or newest college. Let's do our research and help our kids discover those off-the-beaten-path colleges, those small liberal arts colleges, the colleges that change lives, the schools that are the best fit for your family. And keep in mind, that just might be a community college. Or it might not be college at all. Takeaway number nine, gap years make a lot of sense. I'm not a big fan of the term gap year. It sounds like there's a big gaping hole in their timeline when in fact the opposite is true. I've heard the term gap year referred to as bridge year or growth year. And for me, that is so much more accurate. There are so many options available for an intentional gap year. Young people can work, volunteer, intern, travel, explore, learn more about themselves, and prepare for the rest of their life. And if college happens to be part of their future, that's great. So many kids rush off to college right after high school having no idea where they're going or what they want to study. They just follow the pack because that's what everyone says they're supposed to do. Let's help our kids focus on what's right in front of them, where they are right now in their life. College will always be there, and there's data that shows that students who take a gap year before attending college end up doing better and finishing more quickly. Takeaway number 10, careers in the trades should not be overlooked. We all know the stigma. Careers in the trades, blue-collar careers as they're sometimes called, are looked upon by many as less-than or dead-end jobs. Some people say that if you don't go to college, you won't be successful. I call BS. Here's the thing. There are people working in the trades making more money than lots of people with college degrees, and in some cases, people with master's degrees. At the risk of sounding like a broken record, college is not the right path for everyone. The trades can provide our kids excellent pay, great benefits, and the ability to do something they love. There are careers within the trades that aren't traditional trade jobs, dental hygienists, hairdressers, many other careers are considered trade jobs as well. Many trade people own their own business, make their own hours, and create a life that they love. I feel so strongly about this topic that I'm dedicating the month of October, the next four episodes, to sharing stories and information about career opportunities in the trades, so be sure to tune in for those. Takeaway number 11, the future of work is changing rapidly. The future of work is changing and we all need to get on board. I've interviewed multiple experts on this topic, and I believe it's extremely important to stay in the know on this as our kids grow up and make a plan for their future. Parents need a paradigm shift. Gone are the days of jobs requiring a four-year college degree. We're reading it in the news, and we're seeing it in job descriptions. It's all about career readiness and ensuring that employees have the skills they need to do the job. Looking ahead, we don't know yet what jobs will exist in 5, 10, or 20 years. The best thing we can do to help our kids right now is to prepare them for jobs that may not exist yet. I'm sure you're scratching your head right now wondering how we're supposed to do that. We need to help our kids build and strengthen their skills like problem solving, asking good questions, being adaptable, and developing curiosity and imagination. Education as we know it needs to change too. It used to be that you went to school, got a degree, and were done with education. 
The future of work will require a mindset shift toward lifelong learning as employees continue to skill and reskill throughout their careers. Takeaway number 12. We need to celebrate all paths, college-bound or not. Our kids are unique individuals. They have their own thoughts, feelings, dreams, ideas, strengths, and talents. I remember when my boys were little, I used to imagine what they might be like when they grew up. One liked to build with Lego, so naturally, I figured he would be an architect. The other liked to take things apart and put them back together, so of course, he'll be an engineer. Yet, here they are in their teen years, and neither of them is on the path that we thought they would be on. We have got to meet our kids where they are, even if it's not the path we envisioned for them. It's their life and their choice, and we should celebrate all choices, college-bound or not. And if our kids start out on one path and then decide to pivot along the way, we've got to support them as they find their way. Let's give them permission to take the scenic tour on their path of life. As someone who has traveled a very scenic tour myself with lots of twists and turns, I can tell you that it wasn't easy, but it was certainly worth it. I hope that gave you a glimpse into some of the topics I've covered in the past 99 episodes. And I hope that these takeaways are helpful to you. It's been quite an adventure so far, and I can't wait to see what the next 100 episodes hold. As I mentioned earlier, I'll be focusing on blue-collar careers over the next four episodes, and I plan to continue digging into alternative paths in months to come. If you have any specific topics or questions or careers you'd like me to cover, I welcome your feedback. I'm also excited to share, for those who may not know, that I recently started offering career coaching for teens and young adults. After all of the extensive research, conversations, reading, and podcasting, I knew it was time to not only talk about change that is needed, but to be a change maker. You can learn more about me and the coaching I offer at BetsyJewelCoaching.com. That's it for today, but I would be remiss if I didn't take a few minutes to thank all of the people who had made these first hundred episodes possible. First, to all of my many guests on the podcast. I am humbled and honored that you agreed to spend time with me, imparting your knowledge and wisdom to me and my audience. Because of you, I have been able to discuss topics of which I had no experience or knowledge. Some of you have become friends, close friends, and mentors to me, and I am incredibly grateful for you. Next, a huge thank you to my listeners. You are the reason I do this podcast. Without you, it literally would not exist. You're the reason I try harder each and every week to make every episode better than the last. You've given me ideas for episodes. You've given me honest feedback when I really needed it. And you have allowed me to come into your life via your podcast app every week. I will never take you for granted. Finally, an enormous thank you to all of my supporters and cheerleaders, my family, my friends, and my collaborators. I wish I could name every single one of you. This endeavor has been so much more enjoyable because of you. For those of you who have shared my podcast with others, who have encouraged friends to listen, who have texted me randomly to tell me how much you liked the last episode, I am beyond grateful for you. For my sister, who knew and wasn't afraid to tell me that I'm a better talker than I am a writer, if not for that conversation, this podcast would probably be a mediocre blog. And last, but certainly not least, 
the man behind the curtain, my husband, Dale Jewell. When I came home one day and told him I was quitting my corporate job to follow my passion, he didn't even blink. The first words out of his mouth were, go for it. You have believed in me, supported me, encouraged me, picked me up off the floor, literally, and never complained once, even when I was editing episodes into the wee hours of the night. This journey would not have been possible without you, and one of these days, you're going to join me behind the microphone, like it or not. That wraps it up for today. As always, I'm grateful you're listening, and I will be back soon with another episode of the High School Hamster Wheel Podcast. There is no hood like parenthood. When you meet a fellow parent, you just kind of get each other on a whole nother level. Hi, I'm Kanika Chadda Gupta. I'm a former CNN journalist, mom of three, including twins, and host of That's Total Mom Sense, the podcast. I interview change makers on their life lessons, legacy, and superpower of intuition, aka their mom sense and dad sense. I've had some pretty amazing parents on my show. Hey, what's up? I'm Kelly Rowland. Hi, this is Chelsea Clinton. It's me, Bobby Brown. Can't wait to share my story. Episodes release every Thursday. Subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and on YouTube. Join my tribe at thatstotalmomsense.com and follow me on Instagram at Kanika Chanda Gupta. I'm thrilled to be on this journey with you.